Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Today we are talking about the wonderful African country of Ghana. Ghana. So I would like to know from you, have you ever been to Ghana? Um, you live in Ghana, you have been to Ghana, you would like to go to Ghana, or you're excited to learn about Ghana today. Um, hello in the chat. Uh, Monica, thank you for a lovely comment. Uh, hello, Emmanuel. Um, greetings from Taiwan, Mexico, Hong Kong, Russia, uh, Iran, Madrid, Elena. Good to see you all. Welcome. Um, so, a lot of you are saying that you are excited to learn about Ghana, um, and some of you have even been to Ghana, so that's very, very good to know. So, Ghana is in West Africa, on the coast of the Gulf of Guinea. The Gulf of Guinea. So, I want to know from you, what is a gulf? Uh, when we talk about a gulf, you'll hear, like, the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf of Guinea, What is a gulf? Uh, a body of water that is partially enclosed by land, uh, or a body of land that has water on three sides. When we say in English, what is a gulf? Uh, what do we mean? Uh, so maybe if you think of where Ghana is on that map that I showed you, that might help you. Um, and also, a little tip, there is another word, peninsula. And a peninsula is a body of land with water on three sides. A gulf is the opposite. A gulf is when the uh, water is surrounded by a bit of land. Uh, someone has said in the chat, Persian Gulf. Absolutely correct. Persian Gulf. Um, so here, look at the map. You can see it is on the Gulf of Guinea. It's that bit of Africa that kind of goes around the water. Um, so... Ghana gained independence in 1957 after centuries of European rule. Um, the British uh, had Ghana for the longest time and it became independent from the British in 1957. And it was one of the first African countries to do so. Um, and what's very interesting is uh, Ghana is a democracy and Ghana is one of the most politically stable countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, it is a very politically stable country. This means its political system hasn't changed. Um, it is a sort of multi-party system and it is a democratic country. Uh, and so Ghana has a lot of positives going for it, actually. Um, so Ghana consistently ranks in the top three countries in Africa for freedom of speech and press freedom. Uh, the press in Ghana is incredibly free. They're allowed to criticize the government. They're allowed to criticize the politics. Uh, and you can say more or less what you want on radio or television. Uh, radio is the biggest form of communication in Ghana. So why are we learning about Ghana today? Well, the official language is English. The official language of Ghana is English. So, by learning English, you open up travel to Ghana in a way that uh, would be different if you didn't speak English. So, I have a question. What do we call people from Ghana? What do we call people from Ghana? Uh, Ghanaish people, Ghananese people, or Ghanaian people? What do we call people from Ghana? Ghana-ish people, 
Ghananese people or Ghanaian people. Um, this is interesting for me. I am from London, as you know. Uh, and so for me, I actually knew this because London has a lot of people from Ghana. Uh, it is one of the uh, men most represented African countries in London. And they are Ghanaian people. People from Ghana are called Ghanaian people. But it's very important to say that Ghana itself as a country is very ethnically diverse. So people from Ghana are called Ghanaian. But within Ghana, there's many different ethnic groups with their own cultures, their own traditions, and their own languages. We'll talk about that in a sec. But the major ethnic groups in Ghana include the Akan people, uh, or Ashanti as well, uh, the Mole Dagban, uh, the Ewe, the Go Dangme, the Gurma, the Guan, and the Grusi and Kusasi. Uh, so uh, there are many, many different ethnic groups in Ghana. There is not one type of Ghanaian person. Uh, different regions have different cultures and even different religions, uh, different languages. And so there are many recognized national languages in Ghana, which include Dagare, Dagbanli, Dangme, Ewe, Frafra, Ga, Gonja, Nzema, Twi, and Fante. But English is the lingua franca, the lingua franca. So when we say lingua franca, what do we mean in English? What is the lingua franca? Franca, a language that is adopted as a common language between speakers whose native languages are different, a language that is very difficult to learn, or a language that the most of the locals don't speak, even if it is official. Uh, a language that most of the locals do not speak, even if it is the official language. When we say lingua franca. Um, so it's actually Latin for uh, language of France. Um, and that's because in the old days, French used to be one of the major international languages. People who didn't sh have the same first language was would use French to communicate. And that's what this means. It's a language that two people use who don't speak the same language to communicate. Uh, and so in Ghana, English is widely spoken. They are educated in English. A lot of the laws and things are written in English. So English is the official language and the lingua franca of Ghana. So someone who speaks Ewe, uh, Twi, and someone who speaks Ewe will communicate with English. Um, what does Ghana do now in the world? What is Ghana successful at? Well, gold, cocoa, and oil form the cornerstone of Ghana's economy. The cornerstone of the economy means the most important part of the economy. Britain still gets most of its chocolate from Ghana. And this has helped fuel an economic boom. So Ghana has been developing at an incredible pace in the last 10 years with a massive economic growth. The um, coronavirus has slowed it down a little bit, but they're predicting that it'll pick up again straight after. Uh, so Ghana is a country to watch, definitely. 
Accra, oh sorry, Accra is the capital. Accra is the capital with about 4 million people. And the country as a whole has about 31 million people. So Accra is the capital uh, with 4 million people. The country as a whole has 31 million people. And as I said, different regions have different cultures. And so different regions also have their own capital cities, uh, which is important to know. Now, Ghana as a tourist is famous for its wildlife. If you like wildlife, Ghana is a great country to go to. Um, as you can see in the picture, you can find elephants, you can find lions, all types of monkeys, incredible birds. The national bird is an eagle. Um, so Ghana is a very, very interesting country. It has a tropical climate. Um, it is pretty hot with only two seasons, really, wet and dry. Uh, and it's a pretty... Pretty warm country, let's say that. Uh, so if you like the heat, go to Ghana. Um, and if you like wildlife. Um, it actually has the largest reservoir in the world. The largest reservoir. Now a reservoir is a man-made body of water. And if you look at this map here, uh, you can see that lake created by man from space. Now it was created because they wanted to form a dam to block the water, and with this, they produce most of the country's electricity. Um, of course, when they built it, there were quite a few problems with having to move people, and a lot of nature had to be moved to fill this lake, but obviously now the country has electricity because of Lake Volta. Um, so, if you ever go to Ghana, one of the things you should probably eat is fufu, fufu, uh, which is a kind of mash made out of plantain, um, and if, you've, if you think of what rice is for many countries in Asia, or what bread is for many countries in Europe, fufu is this for Ghanaian people. Um, so they'll serve it with soup, with stew, with chicken. It'll be the kind of main bulk of the dish, your carbohydrates, if you will, fufu. Uh, and so there you can see fufu in a light goat soup. And it looks kind of delicious. I've had Ghanaian food in London, and it was super, super delicious, so I recommend. Um, kente cloth is one of the famous, famous things from Ghana. Um, this beautiful, beautiful cloth pattern. Um, it started off as a kind of thing that the royalty or the royals of Ghana wore. Uh, Ghana has a lot of royals of different regions, kings, queens, princesses, you name it. Uh, but now people in Ghana wear this cloth for special occasions. It's a sort of national fabric, if you will, kente cloth, and there are lots of different varieties. And one other thing that I found very, very interesting about Ghana is they have very, very unusual coffins or caskets. Um, so when they bury their dead, they like to do it in something that symbolizes who that person was. And so you can see these coffins and caskets in this picture. This would say something about the person who is being buried, which I think is actually super, super lovely. Um, you know, it makes the what is quite a sad event sort of more personal to the person. Um, and so, you know, um, let's say that person loved to travel a lot. Well, then maybe a plain casket would be the right thing to put them in. So I think that's kind of cool. Now let's look a little bit at the language that is spoken in Ghana. So obviously they speak English, but with so many different ethnic groups, so many different languages, there's a lot of different influence. And so British English would probably be the kind of main origin of the English in Ghana. However, there are a few differences with British English. Uh, so here's the first thing, a beg, a beg, a beg no wound me. 
a beg no wound me. So what is someone saying if they say a beg no wound me? Um, would they be saying, uh, I'm going to ask you the question, a beg? Would it be something like thank you, something like please, or something like yes? If I say a beg no wound me, a beg no wound me, what do you think I'm saying? Am I saying thank you for something? Am I saying please don't do something maybe? Or am I saying yes, do something? Very good, well done. A beg, it kind of comes from I beg, which is saying like please, please, please. So a beg no wound me would be a Ghanaian way to say please don't hurt me. Um, now this is quite common in a lot of West Africa. Um, they say see instead of look. Uh, so, see the way he is dancing, he won't embarrass us. Oh, see the way he is dancing, not look at the way he is dancing. See the way he is doing, uh, see the way he is dancing. This is very, very common in West Africa. Ghana is no exception. Uh, auntie, the word auntie. If you say auntie in um, Ghana, who are you talking about? Auntie. Are you talking about your mother's sister only? Are you talking about one of your parents' sisters? Or are you talking about any older woman who you respect? Um, so to say auntie in Ghana, who are we talking about? Your mother's sister only, one of your parents' sisters, or any older woman who you respect? Now this is something that you hear in the Ghanaian community in London as well. They will say auntie for any older woman that they respect. Uh, so anyone is an auntie, your mum's friend, uh, maybe a politician you just met, uh, anyone who you think deserves some respect, you would call auntie. Now I wouldn't do that uh, in my sort of version of English, my dialect of English, but in Ghana, if someone calls you auntie, they're not saying, hey, you're a relative, they're saying, I respect you. And then of course, with all of the indigenous languages of Ghana, the languages that predate the European influence, uh, there's a lot of words as well. Um, chale, chale is a way to say dude or friend. Um, and some people think it comes from like the word Charlie. Some people think it's got a more indigenous origin. Chale, if someone calls you chale, they're saying friend. So that's a nice word, I think, uh, to know. Uh, to be hot. If they say, oh, to be hot, he's hot, it means he is under pressure. He is under pressure. Uh, and finally, you might hear about something called a chop bar. Someone might talk about a chop bar. A chop bar is an informal roadside restaurant where you can try that delicious Ghanaian food that we were talking about. So what a fascinating country. It's been really fun to talk about Ghana. Um, and with it being tropical, there are so many sites to see. Beautiful waterfalls. It's got a lot of historical buildings as well that are worth seeing. Um, but really the wildlife and the nature in Ghana looks next level. And of course, beautiful beaches, uh, beautiful tropics. So absolutely a country worth visiting, visiting if you want to go and see sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you so much for watching today's stream. It's been a lot of fun. Um, someone's Diana J, their clothes are so colorful. I love it, absolutely. It's this beautiful, colorful clothing. Um, and that's their sort of traditional clothing. If I think of a lot of, you know, other traditional dresses, it can be very kind of one color, but this one is so many different colors. Um, so thanks for watching. 
I've really enjoyed talking about Ghana with you and join me again to learn about more English speaking countries in the future. I can't wait. See you then.